Hello and welcome to Resolutions, a podcast about dispute resolution and prevention. For those of you listening for the first time, this podcast is a project created by the American Bar Association's section of dispute resolution. One of four hosts serves as interlocutor, engaging in conversations with members of the dispute resolution community about topics of interest in the field. My name is Reka Rangachari, and I'm one of your hosts. I'm the executive director of the New York International Arbitration Center, and I also serve on the section's education committee. I'm the past co-chair of the Young Professionals Committee as well. This podcast is one way we at the ABA are celebrating our sponsors and thanking them for their support over the years, and in particular, for the recent spring conference that ran April 14th to the 17th. The theme of the conference was agility, disruption, and reinvention, ADR in a new world. I have the pleasure today to sit down with leadership from the AAA ICDR, the American Arbitration Association International Center for Dispute Resolution, Jeff Zeno and Anjanil Gray. Jeff is the vice president of the commercial division based in New York. He is active in the marketing committee of the section and the business law section. Anjanil is the vice president of the commercial division based in Houston. She is a former AAA ICDR Higginbotham Fellow. You'll hear more about that later. And co-chair of the AAA ICDR's diversity committee. She is also actively involved in the section and the business law section. And so, as you've heard, both are fabulous leaders across sections of the ABA, and I am delighted to welcome Anjanil and Jeff. Hello, both. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks. Thanks so much, Rekha. It's great to be here. I can't believe it's been a year since we did our last podcast together. And yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Rekha. As a newbie, I'm I'm, I'm honored to uh, to have the opportunity to be on this podcast. Thank you so much. Sure. Well, we are doing a deep dive into diversity on this podcast. So for those tuning in, please listen and feel free to contact Anjanil or Jeff if you have follow-up questions or to stay engaged. So let's begin. Anjanil, um, diving into the concerns about the lack of diversity and inclusion in the ADR field, is it an issue? And how is the AAA ICDR approaching it? Yes, um, I would say there, there actually uh, is a concern about the lack of diversity uh, in the legal profession and the concern in, in ADR field and the concern and sense of urgency. Uh, it, it's, it's really simply because, I mean, everyone should have these same opportunities and operate on an equal playing field regardless of ethnicity, race, or gender. So if opportunities are not equal, we need to work on diversity, equity, and inclusion to move the needle in the right direction. Um, in the field of ADR, it's very, also very important that everyone who seeks to utilize the services of arbitration and or mediation is able to find diverse arbitrators and mediators. Uh, the world is a very diverse place and that diverse diversity needs to be reflected in the people who make decisions and that affect the lives of others. Uh, greater diversity and inclusion in the legal profession and field of ADR, of course, will just simply uh, help us all to achieve justice. And um, this is actually why the American Arbitration Association is so committed to uh, diversity and inclusion. As the uh, global leader in the conflict management 
and Conflict Management, the ADR, AAA ICDR, my apologies, has a longstanding history of promoting diversity and inclusion in the field of ADR, dating back to the 1960s, actually, when we established a National Center for Dispute Settlement to help ease urban crises through arbitration and mediation. And also in 1979, when we co-sponsored the first National Women's Arbitrator Development Program to establish a method for recruiting and training qualified women arbitrators. And uh, more recently, our diversity efforts center on recruiting women and minority panelists of arbitrators and mediators to participate in uh, cases, education programs, and represent AAA in publications. Our uh, case executives actively recruit women and minorities uh, who meet the criteria established for the AAA and ICDR panels. Uh, in addition, we have our, our council committees, uh, diversity and inclusion committee of the uh, AAA ICDR council, which is responsible for providing advice and recommendations to the AAA to increase diversity and inclusion of women uh, minorities and other individuals and groups that historically have not been included in meaningful participation in the ADR field. And we also have our AAA uh, Diversity and Inclusion Committee, which is a longstanding staff committee that coordinates initiatives, promotes events, and collaborates with firms and organizations uh, in order to increase awareness on the benefits of diversity and inclusion in ADR. And just to briefly give you a few examples of our accomplishments at the end of uh, 2020, even during the pandemic, 51% of uh, new panel members were diverse and 27% of our active panel members uh, are women and people of color. Thank you so much, Anjaneel. A lot of energy buttressing diversity and inclusion initiatives at the AAA ICDR. And I'm gonna throw out a hashtag audience, hashtag equal playing field. Okay, <laughs> let's drill down a bit. Defining diversity is a tricky feat. How inclusive? What's the target areas of change that are top of mind? Jeff, this one goes to you. What is the AAA ICDR's outward facing diversity definition as it pertains to panels and initiatives and the like? Sure, thanks, Rika. Um, well, as you know, in full disclosure, we did a program uh, just the other night, uh, a couple nights ago with the New York Law School, and one of the panels discussed defining diversity, and it got a little hot, uh, as, as you remember, Rika. Um, one of the questions was, uh, how do you define, uh, do, you do, do you define a white woman to be diverse? And the audience was mixed on that, and some people said some of the questions that we were asking were inappropriate. So I appreciate this question because it is a Interesting question, and it's, 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 a, it's a tough question for some people to talk about. Uh, but at AAA, uh, we currently define uh, diversity by race and gender. Okay, that's what we've been doing for a number of years. Some in our community think that uh, this should be expanded to LGBTQ, age maybe, uh, disability. And these are things that we're, you know, we're looking at on an ongoing basis at the AAA ICDR and also the ADR community in general. Uh, we, we are collecting information uh, from our panelists. Uh, we have about 6,000 panelists, but like I said, this is a sensitive topic and it, a lot of people do not want to self-identify and they could be offended, just like people were offended the other night when we were trying to drill down, like you said, and define diversity. Uh, but you know, we're, we're right now currently, again, it's race and gender at the AAA ICDR, uh, but we're open to explore uh, you know, other areas of diversity uh, at our company. 
You've hit upon a key point, self-identification. So race and gender being what the AAA ICDR is looking to as an example. Of course, diversity is broadly defined. And so sticking with you, Jeff, do you think the community benefits from coming together, fine-tuning a collective definition on diversity? Um, or is it better individually um, with each group to define as they deem appropriate? I think coming together, I think, you know, I understand how some people, let's say if you have a disability if you, and you don't want to self-identify that. Okay, I, I, I get that. But I think the other night when we had a program, when we talked about these difficult uh, issues, defining diversity, hearing what other people thought was uh, eye-opening. And I think that's what we should do and, and, and continue to do programs like this and other programs uh, talking about how people define diversity. I know you just started a organization called Real racial equality for arbitration lawyers. And that is, uh, you know, you're defining it worldwide. Uh, and I think the healthy dialogue in the community is, is helping us, uh, you know, uh, define what really diversity is in our community. Thanks for the shout out on real. You know, the truth of it is we have to start even at real at the grassroots, local and regional levels before we can broaden and go umbrella global. But with that, let's get back to it, right? So diversity um, can be a collective action problem. We realize the issue, but we look to another stakeholder class to fix it. And so Anjanil, um, you started mm -hmm. out sharing some of this, but can you share any more specific programs, scholarship grants, other offerings that AAA ICDR has implemented to assist diverse candidates? And I wanna give another shout out here. Anjanil is a former Higginbotham fellow. So I'm curious <laughs> about this too. Yes, thank you. I'm proud of it. Um, yeah, so, so the AAA continues uh, to enhance our uh, outreach efforts, engagement and programs in order to uh, more so reach, recruit, uh, educate and, and inspire diverse students, associates, uh, partners, judges and professionals in general who have an interest in ADR, which in turn actually increases the number of qualified diverse arbitrators and mediators very much needed in the field. Uh, so a, a couple examples would be uh, our Higginbotham Fellows Program, which thank you, Rebecca. I'm proud to say I'm class of 2015. Uh, this program was launched in 2009, uh, which was created to increase diversity and inclusion within the field of ADR by providing training, mentoring, and networking opportunities to up and coming diverse ADR professionals who have historically not been included in meaningful participation in the field of ADR. And uh, a couple of years ago, uh, before the pandemic, uh, 2019, the AAA launched the ADR Summit for Diverse Law Students to provide an in-depth understanding of what it really takes to become a, a successful arbitrator and mediator. And so in, in addition to the panels and education efforts, the AAA ICDR and AAA mediation.org all joined together with various organizations on diversity and inclusion initiatives. And many organizations of uh, minority and women lawyers and ADR practitioners have benefited from the AAA's financial support, along with marketing, promotion, uh, planning and execution. And uh, one more program I'd like to tell you about, we're proud to say, um, is the AAA ICDR Foundation's Diversity Scholarship Fund, which, which uh, grants diverse students, law students and professionals with uh, up to $2,000 of financial assistance towards participation in a degree program of fellowship 
an alternative dispute resolution or uh, attendance at a well-recognized conference. Thanks so much, you know, I want to underscore. So Anjanil was part of, as she said, the 2015 class of the Higginbotham Fellows. She is now a vice president at the AAA ICDR. So when- Yeah, I got to say, I, I enjoyed the program and learning so much about the company that a couple of months after I finished the, the week-long training, intensive training in uh, New York, I, I joined the team. I became a member of the staff. Anjanil, was it because you were working with me at the Higginbotham program? That you really like you were one of the first people that I met, Jeff. So yeah, <laughs> I had a little bit of something to do with it, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> well, so Thank you. institutions have been in the hot seat for some time, some time about D and I issues, right? So yeah. I wanted to highlight, you know, Anjanil being part of that 2015 class, coming back now being a VP at the AAA. When we talk about access, when we talk about building the pipeline, institutions really deserve some applause for being in that hot seat and responding in kind. The institutions buttress, of course, party autonomy. They bring the parties and the councils asks to fruition. So let's switch the spotlight for a minute. Are the parties and the council, are they doing enough to move the needle? And if there is a weak link, where is it? Is it here? Is it elsewhere? Can you weigh in on that, Anjanil, for us? Well, I have to say um, the the irony of it all is that the the weak link. I'll start there. It would be uh, collectively. Um, it's really that the institutions, the parties, and council. Um, it, it becomes a weak link when we're not working together. Uh, in the field of ADR, it's very important that everyone who seeks to utilize the services of arbitration or mediation is able to find diverse arbitrators and mediators, as I've stated before, and and, and everyone knows that. Uh, the world is a very diverse place and that diversity needs to just be reflected in the people who make the decisions, as we've stated. Uh, so we therefore must have the ADR users, providers, and arbitrators, quite frankly, working together to discuss and continue the conversation of how the ongoing goal of diversity and inclusion can be achieved. And in the AAA, we, rec we recognize this, uh, that providers administering arbitrations bear a great degree of responsibility in both the recruitment and maintenance of diverse neutrals. This is another reason why uh, the, the AAA has been and continues to focus on increasing the diversity of its roster. However, um, as, as this question is, is very timely, um, we can only figure out this issue by everyone working together. You can have diverse arbitrators and providers and can include diverse arbitrators on the list, but the parties select the arbitrator for, for most cases, especially business to business, um, uh, the arbitrator or arbitrators to serve on the case. So it really begins, I believe, with the conversation, conversation, roundtables, uh, panel discussions, and, and podcasts such as this. Um, on the importance of inclusion. And from there, we can begin formulating plans on how we can work together. Uh, the providers will continue working on doing our best to provide lists with diverse arbitrators and mediators so that the opportunities are there. And then you have the in-house counsel and transaction attorneys. Uh, they have to take a stand and communicate with outside counsel of the importance of having a diverse panel and to be clear that this is what they want to see. Uh, the outside counsel has then to actively and willingly provide opportunities to diverse arbitrators and mediators. And we have to keep rethinking, regrouping, revamping, organizing, and structuring. And so we all just get it right, working together and leveling out the playing field of opportunities for everyone. 
Okay, well, hashtag, hashtag number two, working together, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going back to Jeff here, okay? From one Jay-Z, Jeff Zeno's initials to another. Let's spill some tea (laughs) on the Sean Carter Iconics case, Jeff, that hit the legal tabloids, arguably a negative example of diversity in ADR. One headline, Mogul's case spotlights lack of diverse arbitrators. I understand this arbitration came under your purview as a New York Commercial Division Vice President. Care to set the record straight and feel free to give our listeners some background on the case itself. Okay, great. Thank you. Yes, I would love to set the record straight on the uh, Iconics brand case, uh, aka Jay-Z case. Thank you, and I appreciate this opportunity. Uh, first, like you said, I, I am the original Jay-Z. Um, I am slightly older than Sean Carter, and I uh, hate to admit that, but uh, I am dating myself. Uh, but on a serious note, uh, dating back to the court date in November 2018, the media and many others really got uh, it wrong um, on what happened with the Sean Carter case. Uh, a TRO to stop the AAA from administering an arbitration case. Sean Carter's legal team argued that there were not enough African-Americans on the AAA's complete roster. The judge that was assigned the case, uh, his wife unfortunately passed away, and another judge temporarily assigned the case, granted the TRO, uh, not on the merits, but simply until the original judge returned. Many and most in the media wrongly reported uh, that the judge granted the TRO on the merits, that is that the AAA roster lacked adequate amount of African-Americans to hear the case, and therefore uh, that constituted racial discrimination. Uh, That is, Sean Carter could not get a fair arbitration hearing. For the record, and again, the TRO was not granted for that reason, uh, but the media reported otherwise and continued to get the facts wrong on this case. Uh, For example, and beyond the TRO issue, uh, some of the media reports claim that the AAA only had two African-Americans that could hear the case. In 2018, we had 152 African-Americans on the AAA's roster, not just two. Uh, Some also reported that the actual list of arbitrators generated for the case contained only white males. Uh, That is not true. It was actually 50% diverse. And the makeup was, and I'll give you the makeup break if you don't mind, uh, one African-American Black female, three white Caucasian females, two African-American Black males, five white Caucasian males, and one Asian-American male. And this wrong fact regarding the actual list for this case is the one we constantly hear, Anjanelle and I constantly hear this, people misstating it at programs, podcasts like this. Even in 2021, this year, there's an article in a reputable publication that misstates what the arbitrator list contained. And I heard the same at a couple of programs that I attended earlier this year. You know, I find this to be concerning because everything I just stated is public record. And you know this, Rekha, it's in, including the names on the list generated by the AAA, uh, yet people are still getting the facts wrong. However, it is true, and, and uh, Anjanelle and I have talked about this on other diversity programs, that the benefit of this case is that it continues uh, to uh, push the dialogue forward on diversity. And uh, Rekha, you, you and I have been on the programs uh, before and talked about Jay-Z before. But another plus, though, and only if people get the facts straight, and this is another plus, is that diversity really was on the radar of the ADR community well before 2018 and well before this case, uh, like Anjanil mentioned. That should be the positive narrative and the takeaway from this case. The original list was 50% diverse in 2018, and diversity initiatives by the AAA have been ongoing, like Anjanil mentioned, back to the 60s. 
Do we need to achieve more with respect to diversity in our field? Of course, of course, without a doubt. However, we never needed to falsely state the facts of this case like this uh, to further those goals. The case actually spoke for itself and exposed the very positive efforts being made on the diversity front. Um, and so I think we do, again, have a long way to go, but I think uh, misstating the facts in this case, well, it, it's not a positive thing. Thanks so much, Jeff. That was really insightful. Um, and it reminds us that we have to closely guard the microphones and how we project and talk about diversity and inclusion, not only in our space, but broadly speaking. So we're gonna close out here, Jeff, with you. So have you had requests for lists containing one aspect of diversity per the party's joint preference, whether it be race or gender or otherwise? And if yes, how do you address this? Sure, uh, great question, uh, and we have. Post-Jay-Z, and even before the Jay-Z case, we had a couple of requests for one specific gender or one specific race for certain cases. Um, and it, it ha it's happening more now, but not on, a, you know, not, a, not on a regular basis. I would say a couple of cases per year from AAA, and we do a lot of cases, as you know. And we're not crazy about those requests. Uh, we, we try to discourage it. And, and I had a case last year, a case that I was actually overseeing, a very large case. And uh, they wanted one specific race uh, for that case. And uh, I worked with the parties to try to discourage them from doing that. And it was only one side that wanted, the other side didn't. Um, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, we understand it's the party's process, we do. And if both sides are in agreement that they want a specific race or a specific gender, Ultimately, uh, we will uh, accommodate that. However, we don't like to because it's excluding one specific group or, or several groups. And, and we don't think that's a good idea. And what we like, our default is we tell them, listen, you know, at AAA, if you, uh, if you let us handle it on the diversity front, uh, we think we're doing a really good job in that area. We have a minimum of 20%. And again, I'll stress minimum on all, all of our lists has to be 20% diverse. And that's, that's not the ceiling. And most of our cases, like the Jay-Z case that I mentioned, was 50% diverse. And I believe, and I don't have the, the exact data right now because we're analyzing it, but our, you know, our caseload over the last couple of years, but I believe most cases are over 30%. And again, I can't stress that 20% thing is a minimum. So sometimes Anjanil and I get frustrated when we're out there and we mention the 20% and people say, well, that's not enough. Well, yeah, we, we understand that. And usually our cases are way over 20%. Uh, and again, I'll close with, like the Jay-Z case, way over 20%, uh, it was 50%. So um, yeah, that's, that's our position at, at AAA. We, we don't like uh, to encourage people to uh, exclude any group and we like to have diverse lists. Well, thank you so much. You know, we won't get mired in what is the appropriate percentage, at least on this podcast, but food for thought. Um, stakeholders have different pre uh, preferences indeed on this. Well, coming to the close here, Jeff and Anjanil have really showcased ADR in a new world, the theme of the spring conference, how we as a community are thinking critically about diversity and inclusion and putting structures behind the emphatic words to change in time, the way we do business. Anjanil, Jeff, an absolute pleasure. To our listeners, please stay safe, stay well, and look forward to reconvening again soon. Thanks so much, Jeff and Anjanil. Thank you, Reka. Thank you, Reka. It was a pleasure.